hydrate, my friend. This is a long one. <laughs> okay. The Last Samurai. Yes. Is our movie for episode 14. I have not seen it, but you have. I have. I think when it first came out, I must have watched it when I was really tired because I don't remember a thing about it. But you have seen it, but you don't remember anything. Right. Okay. So what do we think? Obviously, he's a samurai. Assuming. He's. Yes. <laughs> I'm assuming it's Tom Cruise's character. Yes. I could be wrong. Yes. Um, I'm assuming that he is the last of his kind. What Maybe, is, what but is, he's Caucasian. I just feel like that's weird. I know, but I feel like I've read stuff that like he, his character is actually like, oh, like it, it's not like he's trying to play an Asian okay. person. Like it is actually, okay. um, which would be a hot topic these days. For real. Um, what exactly is a samurai? Do you think? I think a samurai is a like a warrior okay but i think it's a certain type like my guess is it's from a certain culture like a certain type of this is a complete guess like there's a difference between like taekwondo and kung fu i'm assuming so i'm assuming that like (laughs) a lot of assuming (laughs) and karate i mean otherwise they'd be called the same thing right right? exactly so i'm assuming a samurai would be like a soldier or something, but like maybe of a certain, yeah, like culture or like mili- like military-esque. Don't you feel like for group. me, like I think this could be an inaccurate because I'm not up to speed on my Asian culture. It's just not something that I've studied or really looked into, but I feel like samurais fight alone. Like I don't feel like mm. you don't have like an army of samurai. Like, don't you feel like they're like a lone warrior? Like they kind of like, but maybe I'm wrong, but I could be, maybe maybe I'm wrong. Like they don't, I'm like, they don't, it doesn't feel like you have an army of them. Yeah. That's a good point. It kind of feels like a specialty. You might be right. Maybe they're like spies sort of, they kind of travel. Yeah. Like I feel like you said like warrior is like a good, but I think I'm wrong because now I'm remembering it feels like maybe it's hard to be a samurai, but maybe that they don't, maybe they do travel in packs. I don't know. Or you have to like. Well, you have to assume that if he's the last samurai, that there are multiples. Yes. Or maybe they were all defeated. Together or separate. See, that's the question. Or maybe the art of the samurai has been lost for some reason. Ooh, maybe. And he's like reviving it. He's bringing it back. <laughs> it's kind of like The Last Jedi. Like the Star Wars movie, The Last Jedi. Like yeah. there is, although it's kind of a misnomer because there's more than one. But um, it kind of feels like maybe The Last Samurai is like The Last Jedi. I feel like that's why, I think maybe that's what I'm thinking of. How familiar are you with Star Wars? Uh, Not that Not familiar. at all. So, do, but do you know what a Jedi is? Uh, warrior. <laughs> A Japanese warrior <laughs> that fights by themselves in space with a light up sword. <laughs> yeah, it's a light up sword. That it's can a be sword, red or but blue. it's a light up sword. Um, so <laughs> have you ever seen that Star Wars according to a three year old? Uh, she's like, and did Luke fight the Pokeball? And she's like, he has a light up sword. 
Um, <laughs> it's just so cute. Uh, but like the Jedi fight alone, like they don't travel. Mm. Well, not always alone, but like in like one or two. That's not true. Sometimes they do fight in packs. I don't know what I'm thinking of, but in my mind, like I think a Jedi, a samurai is like a Jedi and it's like not everybody can be one. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I bet you that's the case for yeah. sure. Like, or like you have to hit like a certain level of samurai-ness. <laughs> samurai-ness. To be, and they probably carried cool swords, like a samurai sword, right? Yeah. It's a certain type of sword. So maybe I'm that's assuming a, because assume. I've heard that before. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> me, t- me too. I can tell already that this is going to be a very intelligent <laughs> podcast about movies. We'll we'll be more learned after the next two and a half hours that is this movie. Yes. Um. Yeah. So I think really the only way for us to find out if we're right or wrong is to just go ahead and watch the movie. Yes, I think you are to correct. eat our um, Asian food. Yes. And drink our drink, which we will talk about um, after we watch the movie. Um, and then when we come back, we'll be experts on samurai and the samurai culture and what it means to be a samurai, or we go into this movie and they assume we already know that, in which case we're screwed. (laughs) Correct. Clearly. But hopefully we will still figure out who the last one is. That's right. And hopefully they'll tell us. That's a thing. I don't know. We'll find out. All right. There's only one way to find out. We just got to go ahead and dive in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Japan's got it in mind to hire experts to train their army. We will pay you $400 a month. Five. How many other genuine heroes you got lined up? for yourself. stand 
the whole time no. while we record. Not. Just, we've been sitting for so long. No, I, I just, know. I feel like I need to stand. This movie or was great, but it was long. Yes. Are you doing some samurai moves? I am doing some samurai moves to felt like Tai Chi or something. Yes. You look but also Yes. My blood is like, I need to move a little bit. I need to move. You've been sitting on the couch for two and a half hours. That's what Lisa's blood. Yeah, that's what my blood sounds like. In case you guys ever wonder what blood sounds like. I need to move around. I don't know why I came out like that. That's hilarious. Um, all right, welcome to episode 14 of the Booze Cruise podcast, where we have just finished watching The Last Samurai. My guest for this episode is the one, the only, Lisa Van Burkle, and the crowd goes wild. <sighs> yeah, um, Lisa and I go way back, um, actually somebody asked me that today, they were like, how do you know Lisa? And I was like. How do I know, Lisa? I was like, it's been so long. But I think you started coming to Grace, and that was kind of when we got... We went to the same high school, but Lisa's four years older than me. Yeah. And Lisa played basketball, and she was a senior when I was in eighth grade, and I looked up to her physically and figuratively. (laughs) (laughs) Lisa's very tall. (laughs) I'm pretty sure I remember you when I was in high school. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. (laughs) Um, so the big deal was that in eighth grade, my eighth grade year, your senior year, our, um, high school switched like divisions or conferences. Um, and we started playing some of the bigger schools in the area and we were like the tiny little Christian school Mm -hmm. and, um, they won districts, like beat one of the bigger schools in the area. Our eighth grade team won our conference championship and everyone was like, what? I know. Where did they come from? Um, Double overtime by one point. I just want to remind you. I know. It was, I was there. <laughs> I couldn't even see the court. It was so packed. All I could see was the scoreboard. It was insane. Because uh, we came after our conference. It was the same day as our conference championship. And we all went over there after. We're like, we're going to go Aww, watch the play. And then we're so like, fun. of course, I had, you know, nerdy Jess with the glasses. and the. <laughs> Why was I even allowed to play like that? Whatever. Anyways. <laughs> um so I knew of Lisa in high school, um, and then uh, years later, uh, she started coming to church um, where I was going to church, and then we were on the youth ministry team together, and then we ended up being roommates. Holla. Um, at the big house. At the big house. <laughs> Not which, is hu- which is hilarious, because I moved in, and they're like, welcome to the big house, because it's a five-bedroom house, and they're five, uh, four other girls there. They're like, welcome to the big house. And I was like, you guys know that's a nickname for prison, right? The big house. And they were like, Oh, well, it's already named that. So welcome. Wait, what? Um, so we lived there for a while, a couple years ish, year and a half. I don't know how long it was. Mm. It was a couple of winters, longer, but maybe it was only, well, you were there years. for longer, but I came yeah. kind of later on in the game. Um, and we've just been friends ever since. And like Lisa and I, that was like the best thing about living in a house with Lisa was that we would stay up until the crack of dawn <laughs> having conversations. Yes. And we both were like, this is going to be bad for us. Um, and then, you know, we kind of mellowed out. But now basically we're just back to doing the same thing. We're recording this podcast. It's late because this movie was long. <laughs> it is late. And it took Feels forever. Like we're back at the big house. Um, I know, right? Right back at the big house. Right back in prison. Gosh. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm so excited. This is actually my first 
a podcast episode in my new place. Uh, I moved into a condo. Uh, super excited uh, to have Lisa here for that one. Um, and yeah, so we we just got done watching The Last Samurai. Um, what are your like, let's see, the director is Edward Zwick. Um, Zwick. Um, he directed uh, Jack Reacher Never Go Back. So he directed the second Jack Reacher, which is also a Tom Cruise mm. movie. I've not seen either of them. Um, and then I haven't either, but mm. I'm going to for the podcast. Yes, you are. Um, and then Blood Diamond, the one with Leonardo DiCaprio mm. that got like a bunch of Oscars. He did. Mm. He directed that one too. Um, the tagline for the movie is, in the face of an enemy, in the heart of one man, lies the soul of a warrior. Hmm. I was really trying to do my best like movie trailer yeah that was, voice that was over good. for that one um long subtitle the uh awards so tom cruise was actually nominated for a golden globe for best actor for this um which i think he um i think he definitely deserved that it's weird golden globes are different than the oscars you have more nominees at mm -hmm. the golden globes um so he wasn't nominated for an Oscar. Um, but before I go into the tomato meter and the audience score, on a scale of 1 to 10, what would you give this movie? And why? Are, are the, is the standard like how Tens much I like, like it? It just action, like... Action, story. All, overall. Overall. Overall, what would you give it? I think I would give it... It's challenging for me i'm not typically a war movie person me neither um so <laughs> i don't know I, can see your face right now. <laughs> she's really painting over this <laughs> Just okay I'm, I'm 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 hovering between six and seven okay so six and a half i don't know if i'm allowed to do that or not okay but. yeah that's fine i mean you can assign it whatever number you want yes. as long as it's between six point three seven one and ten um I think that I would give it like a seven and a half. I was mm. shocked at how much I liked it. Yeah. I was like sucked in. I, it was like maybe 30 minutes longer than it needed to be. Yes. Agreed. So they could have cut out. There's like a whole middle part where he's just like in what I am dubbing Samurai Village. That's <laughs> what I wrote in my notes. That is how <laughs> I was, um, uh, you know, labeling that. Um, where he was like growing as a person mm -hmm. and like apparently became fluent in japanese in less than six months which oh is yeah insane. i know it was like there were some unbelievable things where i was like okay like literally like he came in like there's one scene where he's like sitting at the table and he's like they're like ears cup <laughs> hair like they're like teaching him all these like japanese words and then like cut to the next scene he's like having a full-on conversation yeah. <laughs> with, the, with the mom wait a second what happened? and i was like wait there's no rosetta stone i know i literally looked at lisa and i was like wait so is he fluent in japanese now i was like when did that happen like it's um, interesting that you thought the 30 minutes would be cut in that part in my opinion the 30 minutes would have been cut with all the fighting at the end Oh, yeah, I would have cut most of that out. There was a lot of battle stuff. But yeah, but it kind of built up. It kind of like, yeah. I mean, we'll get to that. Um, so the Rotten Tomatoes, the tomato meter, which is the critic score, is 66%, Ooh. which is literally right around what you were saying. Yeah. Um, but the audience score is 83%. <clears throat> so the okay. audience gave it 83. So, eight, you know, 8 out of 10. Yeah. Um, and I would say seven and a half, eight. 8. I really was surprised by how much I liked it. I think that... Um, I think as I kind of go through this podcast, like I am enjoying seeing the Tom Cruise movies um, that aren't very Tom Cruise. 
You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I thought he did a really good job. Of course, it's still action. He's still, like, fighting and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But I thought there was a lot of, like, heaviness to the character. I thought he brought a lot of, like, layers to the character. And um, I really, like, I like seeing him in, like, different, you know. He kind of had, like, a softer side in yeah. this one that he doesn't normally have. Yeah. Um, it was a different role for him, for sure. Yeah. The budget for this movie was $140 million estimated. Holy cow. It only made $111 million in the U.S., hmm. um, but worldwide it made $454 million. Is It was actually a much bigger movie in Japan than it was here, um, which sense. is not shocking. Yeah. Uh, this came out in 2003. You were out of, you graduated in 2001, right? Mm-hmm. From high school, yep. So I was, I was in still in high Japan. school, and um, I did not see this yeah. in high school. Um, our drink... For the episode is called a Jerry, a cherry Jerry. Jerry. It's called a Jerry. A I just decided to name it a Jerry <laughs> because I've been watching a lot of Parks and Rec and Jerry <laughs> is on my mind. Sure it's not Gary. It's the Jerry, Gary, Larry, Terry, Gergich <laughs> cocktail. Um, it's a cherry vanilla sparkler. Apparently mm. I've had too much of it. Um, but I actually added a couple, uh, a couple different things to it. So I need to come up with a different name for it because I did change the recipe. Um, what did you add to it again? Okay. So the original recipe was cherry juice, sake, which I'm so glad we picked one with sake in it because yes, they drink it a lot in this movie. Yes, they do a lot. And honestly, like, uh, like, I picked Lisa for this movie because, well, A, because I you like other cultures. Mm-hmm. You're very into, like, other cultures mm-hmm. um, and learning about the that stuff. But for some reason, I was like, if I'm going to do something with Saki in it, I feel like it has to be Lisa. <laughs> and I don't know why. I'm so honored. But, like, I was like, it has to be Lisa. And she was like, when I asked her, which, by the way, we were supposed to do this, like, three months ago. Yeah. And then, you know, the pandemic struck. And I was like, I don't know. And so it's literally like been sitting in my notebook for forever. Um, and I, when I asked her to do it, she was like, does the cocktail have sake in it? And I was like, yes, it does. <laughs> You're the only person that would ask that and then get excited about it. Um, and she picked out the best sake. I had her stop. It's like so cool. Um, and so it had cherry juice, sake, vanilla extract, and club soda was the original recipe. I added oh yeah, pomegranate juice. And instead of club soda, I used cherry vanilla um, sparkling ice so that it wasn't just like plain carbonation. And I added a like probably not as much as you were supposed to. So the original title is Cherry Vanilla Sparkler. Yeah. So now it should be like Cherry Vanilla Palm Spler. <laughs> palm Sparkler. <laughs> Well, I was like, what if we call it the last Pomeri? Hey, I like it. That's much better than mine. I don't know if that makes any sense. Or, or, if, we've, like, or yeah. if we've had too much of it. I don't know. Um, Only had a little bit. We'll figure it out. It's actually surprisingly good. It is delicious. Usually when I make up a recipe for the podcast, it's like real hit or miss. Mm-hmm. And the color um, is beautiful too. It's a beautiful cocktail. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't super sweet, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, it had a very unique... Lisa said this would be really good as a popsicle. It would. It would be delicious <laughs> as a like, popsicle. Like, you know what? You're not wrong. It would be good. So maybe we need to make it, freeze it, yes. and then eat it. Agreed. It's hot enough outside that we could do that. Um, okay. So give me a brief, what I am calling the elevator pitch plot summary. 
So if you were in an elevator with somebody and they were like, hey, have you ever seen The Last Samurai? And you were like, yes, I have. Here's what it's about. What would you say? I feel like I would probably butcher it, but not on purpose. (laughs) I'd be like, I am so sorry. The movie's much better than how I'm describing it. Yes. I was like, give me some sake first and I'll explain to you. That's right. Just kidding. I gotta, I gotta give you, be remembered of the many I, I, so, so I would say there's a dude who is an American and was in the military. Yes. Tom Cruise. But he's like washed out something. He like the horrificness of war has just totally. Which they don't really, did they say it's no. the, it's the French Indian war, right? I think so. That's what I was wondering. Because I know it, it's obviously post-Civil War, but I wasn't right. sure. Because well, initially I thought Civil War. Yeah. And. It's like 10 years after that. 11 years. Yeah. And so they are very clear that it's 1876. Yeah. And he keeps having flashbacks of yeah. the horrors of war. Yeah. And it's not like explicit like what's happening. And so you think like, oh, like my first instinct was Civil War. Yeah. And then as they were showing flashbacks and they talk about conquering the West. He said, somebody says that when he goes up for his little like monologue that he mm-hmm. does, he's like fastest gun in the West, like blah, 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 like all this stuff. And, um, and, and then his flashbacks start including native Americans. Yes. And so then I, my, but then I was like, I, when was the French and Indian war? Yeah. I, I don't even know, don't really know much about the French and Indian war. I don't either, but it took place on American soil, right? Uh, sure. Hold on. While you're talking, I'm going to look that up. Continue on with your... Okay. So, well... This, this American is Tom Cruise, by the this way. This American is Tom Cruise. And so he... Basically, he's goes around, I think, and just gives these talks about, like, wars he's been in, battles he's been in. and He's selling guns. Hi- That's what he's oh, hired yeah, to yeah, do. Oh, yeah, that is what he's doing. He's hired to basically sell guns, but he's doing, like... um. But like, here's how we killed the the Redskins or okay, whatever. We were way off. French Indian oh War gosh. was 1754 to 1763, <laughs> so it's definitely not that. Now I feel real dumb. <laughs> um, maybe it was just I colonials taking over. It may have just been then taking Native over the American land. territory. Yeah, yeah, it could have been. Which I think that's probably what it was. If that's the, if that's factual, I had no idea that that was still happening after the Civil War. I know. It's crazy. Anyway. I don't know if it's factual or not. I don't know if it's factual. I'm very curious this how much not, of this is factual. It's sort of based on a true story, but the guy oh. but the guy that that Tom Cruise's character is based on was French. He was not oh. American. So it wouldn't have been whatever was whatever his horrific sure. flashbacks would not have been in America. Okay. Maybe he well, yeah. Maybe he kind of alluded to it when he was talking about General Custer and some of the like was that so I don't know. He said Custer. I know. Custer's last stand. You know that battle. Uh, yeah. In the Civil War, right? <laughs> Hold on. Guys, um, Mr. Dr. Dickens, don't listen I to know. this. We <laughs> were paying attention okay. to history. I promise. Whatever. Either way, he's jacked up from fighting. Yeah. We're only other- 10 minutes into this thing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, so he gets recruited by the Japan Imperial Army. Basically, the army, I think, wants to recruit white american soldiers from what i understand or like the guy says white soldiers or whatever that means uh to train their military to like fight against like sorry tra- I'm, <laughs> I'm reading about general custer's last name the battle of little bighorn i remember this yeah yeah yeah. It's sitting bull and crazy horse the native americans yes. there's a whole yes thing to crazy horse there is a whole thing to south him. dakota mm-hmm. okay sorry 
you were saying the military the military yes uh no he gets recruited to train basically the japan imperial army so he must have been a bit he was a captain but i feel like he must have been a big deal oh yeah and whatever he was doing because he was recruited to kind of do this yeah um so yeah so good then he goes to japan starts training apparently it kind of reminded me of mulan a little bit i literally (laughs) wrote i cannot believe you said that i said the training sequence can't help but hum i'll make a man out of you from mulan because that is what it reminded me of i am so glad you said that that's amazing what's funny is i didn't even write that down it just came to my mind just now that's hilarious i was Um, like oh i gotta write that down but anyway so then like I don't know who these other leaders are necessarily. He has a commanding officer that I guess was his commanding officer in whatever battles he was fighting in before. Cause he's the one who kind of like basically tells him like, nah, you don't really have a choice. Right. You're doing this. Yeah. 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 That guy is the president from scandal. That actor. Oh. I was like, it's the president. And then I was like, he's kind of been demoted in this. Um, like a little bit. Uh, but yeah, he's like, He's a commanding officer. There's people in the Japanese army. Mm-hmm. Like, basically, like, the Americans are working with the Japanese. So, they never really tell you who the Japanese yeah. officers are. But Mm-mm. the guy, president from Scandal, is his commanding officer. He was his commanding officer in the in the United States okay. army. Yeah. So, he does say that. Um, but he kind of comes back. He's training him, and he's like, they're not ready. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's like, oh, we yeah. got we to send them to defend this land. Mm-hmm. And that was a great scene. That was probably one of my favorite scenes of the whole movie, to Wait, be honest with you. When he he's proving to them that they're not ready, and he just go, he oh, goes, yeah. he oh, goes across from so this intense. guy, and he's like, shoot me. Yeah. He's like, tell him to shoot me. And he just keeps firing at him, like above him and at his feet yeah. and stuff, and he's like making him all nervous, and he's like, yeah. shoot me. And he like misses, like proving the point that mm-hmm. he that like they aren't ready but that was a great scene mm-hmm. i was like "Ooh, i wrote that down i was like i really liked that the scene where he's yelling at the guy to fire was intense yes. loved it. it was very intense yeah Wait, well which yes we can get into the psychology of that later but i was, I was Ooh, psychology <laughs> but that scene i was also wondering like Let's get into the psychology now. Did you think he wanted it? Either way, it didn't matter to him. Well, so the guy was obviously nervous. Like, yeah. the soldier was nervous. Like, oh, I don't want to shoot my captain or whatever. Yeah. But he had to because he was forcing him to. But then I was thinking, so A, he could have been a terrible shot, like trying to shoot him and miss him. And then it was clear he wasn't ready for battle. Or like, like maybe he missed him on purpose because oh. like, why would you want to shoot your captain? Yeah. But I mean, either way, it, it kind of proved that maybe this soldier like whether he hit him or not yeah the he maybe like his he didn't have like the guts like either he's physically he's physically not ready because he can't shoot or like psychologically he's not ready for battle yeah yeah it was a good scene and i feel like too from tom cruise's character because he's kind of at the end of his rope like he just like doesn't Mm -hmm. even want it like when we first see him in the movie he's just drunk yeah like doesn't want to live like you can tell that like his the decisions he's made in the past like are haunting him he's like i don't want to be here um and you kind of see it in his eyes which i think the scene was like perfectly played by tom cruise where he's like trying to prove a point but he's Mm -hmm. also like but if he's ready and he does shoot me i don't really care yeah because then i'm dead you know what i mean like so i think for him it was like a win-win situation Mm -hmm. he's like if he shoots me and he's good i'm gone if he doesn't I proved my point. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, um, it was a really, really good scene. Yeah, it was really intense. Yeah. So then anyway, we, so the so the commanding officer's like, 
whatever we're still doing it yeah you're like <laughs> i don't care that was a great way to go nate whatever yeah. we're still doing this yeah uh so they i guess attack this like rebellion this tribe this not tribe they did call him a tribe they did a tribal yeah. leader uh cut what's his name katsumoto was like is, the leader is that what it was something like did that. you write it down um i did but i spelled it like five different ways <laughs> i just wrote ken watanabe down because that's his <laughs> actor because that's the actor who's phenomenal by and the way i put like so that scene like they're in the woods they're like waiting for like waiting to attack and these samurai just like come out of the fog out uh-huh. of the middle of nowhere and they just tear them up yes and i was like i was wrong samurai do travel in packs <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yes. Wearing Maleficent helmet shapes. Oh my gosh. Some of them are kind of scary. They were. I was like, especially scary. the ones where you can't see their faces. I was like, I ain't about yeah. that. Yeah. It was interesting. So basically, and here's what, okay. So, so yeah. So most of the Imperial army is like, I don't know if they run away or most of them die, but it was like, it's like yeah, it's horrific. Yeah. But somehow Nate survives. So Nate is Tom Cruise. If you haven't picked that up so far. Um, but they don't kill him. Like he, there's like multiple times where they could have easily just like, like they captured him. They could have killed him, but they didn't. Yeah. But I guess there was that one scene where they like, they were all like, they did try to kill him, but he like really defended himself. Well, it's interesting. Cause like the whole, there's a monologue at the beginning of the movie and I wrote it down where he, it basically just talks about honor. Like mm-hmm. the thing about Japanese, like the Japanese is honor. Yeah. And, honor um, like, I think him defending himself, he basically like warded off like five samurai. Right. And then one of them basically got the upper hand. And even then he still killed him. And I think Ken Watanabe, Katsu, what is it? Ka- uh, Katsumoto? Katsumoto. Katsumoto. He... Moto. 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 <laughs> Hello, Moto. Kats- <laughs> <laughs> That's probably um, it. Yeah. That's where it came from. Um, but uh, I think he saw that and he was like, the guy deserves to live. Yeah. Like he kept fighting, which is against mm. the samurais. Because the whole thing with the samurai sense, and he yeah. sees this as soon as he as soon as he captures him and he's, you know, carting him off. He looks back and there's an older samurai who kills himself, mm-hmm. like impales himself with a sword and then Ken Watanabe mm-hmm. beheads him. Mm-hmm. A lot of beheadings in this. It was a lot. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a running thread throughout the movie that that's honorable mm-hmm. for a samurai is yeah. to be able to take your own life. Like yeah. that is respect and honor and whatever. Like to not let somebody else take your life from you. Yeah. Um, and uh, Tom Cruise didn't. Like he obviously like he staved him off but i think he saw something in him that he was like that guy deserves to live and from like a war perspective he's like i have a captured enemy now who i can now figure out what the heck is going Mm -hmm. on yeah um and learn english from yeah which is what he says why he kept him alive (laughs) (laughs) tom cruise is like you kept me alive to learn english um so he basically like they take him back to samurai village which is what i was calling it because i was like i don't know what else to call this but it's literally just i have no idea what the name of the village it's is. just a bunch of samurai and their families yep and they're all just like hunkered down in the middle of these two mountains mm-hmm. it's beautiful it's beautiful yeah do you know I, where this was filmed um i did i mean you can look it up it yeah. was filmed in japan okay it's gorgeous yeah it's absolutely gorgeous yeah so then there's like 45 minutes in the movie where he's like at samurai village mm-hmm. 
And but this takes place over like the course of what, several months? Yeah, I'm going to say six because he said when they capture him and they bring him back, he's like, winter is coming. Mm-hmm. And he was like, you can't escape. Like there's no pass to the yeah. to the cities that you're going to be able to cross. So don't even try. Yeah. And I wrote down, I actually wrote down, um, he said, you can't escape because it's winter. But like months later, winter finally comes. Because like, there's like, there's all that rain. That's true. It doesn't even start snowing till he's there halfway through. And I'm like, he could have tried <laughs> to escape. I was like, he could have left. I was like, it wasn't that imminent. I was like, it's not like it was snowing tomorrow. Like, <laughs> it was just kind of funny. I was like, they made such a big deal of like pointing that out. And then yeah. like halfway through his stay there, it's snowing. And I'm like, like, there's so much rain. Like, he yeah. has that whole fight with that guy in the rain. Uh-huh. They, like, make a point of showing his muddy shoes, like, going yeah. across the floor. Like, I was like, you made such a big deal that it was going to be winter, and it's not cold, But out. maybe, maybe that also included the rain. Like, maybe, like, it's it would have been impossible to get out of there. Perhaps, In Lisa. the rain, too. I Perhaps. Know, I don't know. Um, I loved his time there. Like, I thought it was... Oh, yeah. Like beautiful and i know it was long part of the movie but like i almost feel like it had to be because it just showed like just the the experience and the time it took for him to like bond with the people to understand the people to start learning their language to like get sober fluent in their language yes yeah (laughs) in a matter of weeks yes. yes seemingly overnight i mean i guess if you're not doing anything else i guess that's true no i agree i don't know that i don't know what i would cut Mm -hmm. out of that part of the movie because it was so important Mm -hmm. but like so many so much of the other parts of the movie were like moving the plot forward so like i don't know how you would cut that but then i do agree i think it was big for his character um because he's kind of like mad when he first gets there and he's like scared and he like Mm -hmm. doesn't want to be there obviously and he's like, he just wants to drink sake all the time. Yeah. He's like, give me the sake. Just like Lisa. Jeez. No, Come just- on. Not that. Come on. Come I'm just teasing. Slack. I'm just teasing. <laughs> um, but uh, like, it, but it was so instrumental for the development of his character. And it really makes you feel for the people of the village. Mm-hmm. Like you really get to know them mm-hmm. too as like an audience member. I literally was like, tale as old as time outsider gets patched up by a woman from the enemy camp and i said they're gonna fall in love yep i knew it like the second she was like sewing up his chest i was like well here we go yeah i was like this is this is what's gonna happen also her tiny little asian kids are the cutest most most adorable the tiniest one is like so pudgy and his little haircut oh my gosh he's like a bowl cut every time he was on screen i was like i just want to squeeze his cheeks he's so cute um but I was like, oh, the one of the best lines of the whole movie was from the woman, Taka. Uh-huh. So she's Katsumoto's sister. Yes. And she has taken in Tom Cruise's character, Nathan. She's taking care of him. Mm-hmm. He's the captain or the captive. Um, mm-hmm. And so she's like kind of nursing him back to health, blah, blah, blah. One of the guys comes in and tells her what to do. And he goes, this is my village. Of course, he says that in Japanese. Oh, I yeah, yeah. I don't know Japanese. Yeah. And she goes, this is my house. Yeah, that was pretty boss. And I was like, you tell him, girl. <laughs> it was awesome. You tell him. This is your house. Get out. I this is it. my house. Yes. I was like, yes. I was like, that was awesome. I was like, this is amazing. So we find out during this whole stay, 
that the guy that he killed mm-hmm. in saving his own life, mm-hmm. Tom Cruise's character, the guy he killed, is the husband of the woman who's taking care of him. Yeah. And I felt like... Like, it was really well-crafted. Like, the way they directed this, the way they edited it, the way they chose to shoot this in the sequence that they did. But I was like, he finds out he killed the husband of the woman who nursed him back to health, and then he has to go eat with her and her kids. Yeah. And it's so heartbreaking, Mm -hmm. because they're, like, trying to have fun with him. Mm -hmm. And she knows at this point that he was the one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And it's all written all over his face. Like, he knows. Like, he's like, oh, my gosh, I didn't know it was him. Like, he figures it out because the suit (laughs) of the guy, the armor, the samurai armor, is in the house. Mm -hmm. And so there's a whole big thing. Um, But then I think he's... It's actually really sweet because I feel like that really was a turning point for him in the village to really become a better person. Because I think he was like trying to, he did such a, like he was trying to show to Taka that he was sorry because he couldn't tell her he didn't know Japanese. Right. Yep. And so he's like, yeah. yeah. And so like, he's trying to like show her. And I really feel like that was like the catalyst for him. Because I don't, hmm. there wasn't like a romantic attraction at first. I mean, there right. was like the little spark, you know, right. at the beginning. But then like, whatever there was, he was like, I mean, I killed her husband. So this ain't happening. Yeah. Um, and so I really feel like that was kind of the thing that like snapped him out of like his like stupor, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And that's when he started like training with the samurai, like mm-hmm. really uh, he has like a monologue where he's like, cause he writes in a journal. And so like mm-hmm. a lot of his like thoughts and stuff. And he's like, um, what does he say? He's like the people I've never seen people so disciplined. Like, yeah. That's what he says. Like yeah. he's actually like starting to take in all of the villagers and like who they are as people mm-hmm. and what they're doing and what they're committing themselves to. Mm-hmm. And I think that's when he kind of buys into the whole samurai life. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they're not um, just like savages, which I think is what the rest of the country probably thinks they are. Yeah. Um, and they're, they really have like a code of honor yeah. and discipline and respect. And, um, and I think he kind of like, you get a sense during that time that he's kind of found the place where he belongs because mm-hmm. it's clear that he, and he says, cause he has to stay through winter, <laughs> the winter of forever. <laughs> the winter. Um, and, um, he's like writing in his journal and he said, this is the basically like, this is the longest I've ever Mm -hmm. stayed in one place since I was 17. 17. Yeah. And, um, like, so you get the sense of like, this is home for him. Like Mm -hmm. he definitely feels like this is home and he's really bonded with the people and the, and Taka and the family and the kids. Um, and I, I really liked that. I do agree. That was like probably my favorite part of the movie. It, just felt like there's probably stuff you could have cut out of it, mm-hmm. but I'm glad that they didn't. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like at the yeah. end of the day, I'm glad they didn't. I'm glad they let that kind of marinate, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's a good word for it. Yeah. Cause I don't know if we really would have like, I don't know, not to fast forward or whatever, but at the end when what happens happens, <laughs> <laughs> you know, the thing, <laughs> like I just, I feel like, I feel like maybe as an audience member, there wouldn't be such a like, understanding of the commitment that he has yeah for the samurai people if we didn't experience the marination is that a word sure it is now <laughs> of, of that like middle part of the movie or the story 
Yeah, I think it like because of that, like everything else at the end of the movie is has much more of an emotional impact mm-hmm. than it would if you were like he got captured mm-hmm. and then he got freed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. It was like yeah. did they like show him like sitting with these people and yeah. um I think like it like I make fun of him being fluent in Japanese, but it does show that he was like <laughs> so committed mm-hmm. to them that he was like willing to learn the language just so he could communicate with them. Yeah. Um, I did love the scene. So this is some of the funny things that I love during this. So there's a, a scene where he's just traipsing through the house with his dumb muddy boots. And I'm like, come on, Tom. Like he literally like his boots are just like covered in mud. And then he's like walking through the house and uh, then he like turns around and there's all these muddy footprints and like talk is just like cleaning up his little footprints <laughs> behind him. And he's like, Oh, uh. like I was like, Oh my gosh. Um, Take your shoes off. Yeah, and there's a really cool scene, too, where he, I think it's him, like, proving himself, or, like, that it, it's him trying to prove himself and then not being able to, but it's when the two kids are fighting out in the rain, and they have, like, their little wooden swords, mm-hmm. and um, he's trying to, like, encourage the older kid, Yeah, and he picks up the sword, and he wants to fight him, and then one of the lead samurai guys like basically challenges him to a fight yeah. but i literally was like dying it is pouring rain outside mm-hmm. when this is happening oh yeah and they're just drenched and there's like a solid 60 seconds where they're all just sitting there staring at each other <laughs> and i'm like get over with you're soaking wet get inside and then i was like literally they're already like, wet muscle well stare at each other it, it cuts back to taka this is after he walks through the house with the muddy boots it cuts back to taka and she like looks and then she just like lowers her head and i looked over at lisa and i was like oh, her house is gonna be so dirty <laughs> so that's like, probably what she was, I was thinking like, that's all she's thinking she's like on, oh, so much mud <laughs> i was like i know that's what she's saying um but it was interesting, too, because this is also where we find out during this time frame, he's talking to Ken Watanabe's character, Katsumoto. Mm-hmm. Good and job. he's talking about Custer's last stand. Mm-hmm. Or he says General Custer. General Custer, yeah. Yeah. Um, which, if you're any sort of history buff, like Lisa and I are. <laughs> oh, sorry, <laughs> Dad. Like, French and Indian War, Civil War. When Gosh. was this? Um, I did know Custer's last stand and I knew it was the battle of Bighorn. Yeah. So he talks about that, but he has a really great line that he says, he said he was a murderer who fell in love with his own legend mm-hmm. and his men died for it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what a great line. Yeah. Like, do you think that's true of general Custer? I don't like yeah, remember. Have you, have you seen night at the museum too? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, no. <laughs> Bill Hader Maybe plays him. Should. Bill Hader plays him in night at the museum. Too, and he's like, yeah, like he's just like he's super dumb and like just makes really terrible decisions but i but i think that's like that is he calls him foolhardy in the movie and i think i think that is the thing like custer's last stand is not a good thing yeah because it's just like it's almost like him being like bullheaded like he was just like not willing to surrender and a lot of people died for it yeah um necessarily yeah um, this is also the part of the movie where we learned that samurai means to serve. Yes, I loved that. Yeah. So I wrote that down since we didn't know what samurai even meant before mm-hmm. the movie started. I told you we'd be experts on this by the yes, time this is over. Experts. Um, yeah. I, anybody can ask us any questions. We will know it. <laughs> but not about the Civil War. Um, then, yeah, or the French and Indian <laughs> or the War. French and Indian War. Really anything about. Um, no, I, so he's acclimated to the samurai village mm-hmm. and, um, there's an attack Mm -hmm. so they're putting on this like play Mm -hmm. 
little funny thing that they're doing in the in the mm-hmm. village and everybody's watching and then these masked like they look like ninjas they do yeah like their faces are covered they're all dressed in all black they by the s- way when they snuck in jessica literally goes oh no <laughs> i did i didn't realize i said it out loud <laughs> it I was, was like, amazing oh no and then she was like she just started laughing i was like oh my god did i say that out loud <laughs> um because it was kind of like they're all just all having fun and so yeah, he, so that really was a, that's a big turning point for Ken Watanabe's character mm-hmm. and Tom Cruise for Nathan and Katsumoto because Tom Cruise fought alongside of them. He's an enemy captive in their camp. He right. didn't have to fight for them. Yeah. And he grabbed Taka and her kids and he like protected them and mm-hmm. then he fought and fought and fought and helped save the village. Mm-hmm. And he ends up there's a scene like the next day where um Ken Watanabe's character basically gives him back all the stuff that he took from him when he like captured him. And he was like, when I gave this to you, you were my enemy, mm, you know? And that's mm-hmm. like his way of saying like, now we're friends. Yeah. Like you are, that was really powerful. It too. was such a powerful thing. Um, and so that's when he, but it's like winter's over. They do make a very, there's a lot of B roll of like the ice is melting. Yeah. Like just so you know, <laughs> just to make spring you is here. Because that next morning when he goes to meet him, he's looking at the cherry blossoms like mm-hmm. Kim Watsonabi's character is. Mm-hmm. More reason for the cherry in our drink. Yes. Oh, perfect. I know. I, I didn't even that. know that this was well happening. Done. I know. Um, I just got really lucky. Um, and so they make a very like the seasons are a big deal in this movie, right? Mm-hmm. So it's spring, the cherry blossoms, the ice is melting, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Now it's time to go back to the city. Yep. Which he said Tokyo. And I was like, wow, Tokyo was really small. In 1876. Yeah. Well, it was 1870. I know, but it's just kind of funny. Like, think of the booming metropolis yeah. it is now. And then, like... That is true. It was 150 years ago. So, was he basically just supposed to escort Nate, Tom Cruise, back to the city just to release him? Yes. Like, that was the whole purpose of that journey, right? Yeah. And then I wrote, Samurais are kind of like cowboys. They really are. They, they are. When they rode into town, everyone's like, ah! Yeah. And there was like, and they're, it's like the wild west. Like mm-hmm. that's how they, like they're like, get their camp set up up in the mountains. Like they're just, I was like, samurais are the cowboys of like. Samurais are the cowboys. Right. It's kind of, of like. Japan. I don't know. Of Yeah. Of Japanese culture. Yeah. They're yeah. the cowboys. Actually. Yeah. I think that that's probably accurate. I think you're right. Um, And basically like, I actually don't want to give away the whole ending of the movie. Okay. Because it's good. And I want yeah. people to watch it. Yeah. But this is a long elevator pitch, by the way. I know. Well, we're I'm like, we're in, spa- we're in space now. Yeah. Um, so I know I kind of forgot that I told you to do an That's elevator okay. pitch because then I just jumped it's hard in. To, I, think, I know. Well, because there's a lot movie. of like, there's a lot going on. Yeah. It's weird. There's not a lot going on, but then there's also a lot going on in some weird way. Like there's not really that many like plot points. Right. But there's a lot of character development. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so let's just say he comes back into the city in Tokyo and stuff happens like stuff goes down and it's just interesting the decisions that he makes Mm -hmm. and that Nate makes yes yes and Ken Watanabe's character yeah so he basically goes like he gets like captured we're Mm -hmm. not captured I mean he he's on some council because I guess the samurai are like represented yeah it like in the empire Mm -hmm. so he's like the guy yeah and he, but he's definitely the outcast. Yeah. Like nobody wants for sure to listen to him. Yeah. And so he kind of like relegates himself to the fact that like, if I'm not, he basically says, tells the emperor, which by the way I wrote, was the emperor like 15? I know. It was he's like, like so young. He's so young. <laughs> um, I mean, maybe, I mean, I, 
it's isn't that how like that kind of stuff works sometimes you get you get it when you're young i think so um you get it you get you just get the throne the whatever it is um but he he basically tells him like if i'm not useful to you then just kill me and i think that that's how the samurai Mm. like they're like we're only as good as we are useful yeah and as an enneagram too i feel that way no (laughs) Wow, <laughs> I'm, I'm a samurai. I'm you not, are a samurai, but samurai to serve. And you yeah. too. Just saying. Hmm. I like this. Um, I really think I'm a one wing too, but whatever. <laughs> um, I, but uh, no, I really, and I, I don't, I don't know. Do you think we should give away the ending, or do you think we should tell people to watch it? Because I think it's worth the watch, and I don't know if people will watch it if we give away the ending. Or maybe we're the only two people who haven't <laughs> seen this movie. Uh, I uh, do you normally give away the endings on the podcast? It depends on the movie. I didn't with Nikki you didn't. for American Made, and you watched it. It's true, I did. Yeah. Um, but like Cocktail with Fran, we were like, "This is terrible. Nobody should watch this. We're gonna spoil the whole thing." <laughs> I think you're right. Maybe maybe we shouldn't give away the ending because it w- it may seem like they're I don't hey this is a hard one it may not change people's motivation to watch it it might not but, but it I, also might it might and I think it's a good kind of surprise ending there's it a is, good twist it is, at the end yeah I maybe think. we should just say watch it yeah there's battles and then that's it they just watch it yeah it's on HBO Max for free right now if you have HBO Max. So you should watch it. Yeah. I don't know. It's 17 probably. years old. So the odds are people have seen it. Yeah. yeah. But I haven't seen it. And I'm big into movies. So I feel like there's probably a lot of people out there who, you know, yeah, haven't seen it. I think it's, I think it's worth watching for the ending because I just feel like it's real. Yeah. Like it's, there's, it I just, feels it's just genuine. Yeah. yeah. Like you're just like, oh, I think that's why, like, I feel like it'll lose if, impact if you, if we talk about it and yeah. you haven't seen it. Yeah. Like, yeah, there's a lot of really good, like emotional moments. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not going to spoil anything, but good Lord, give that kid an Oscar, the oldest, the middle kid. Oh my word. Oh, that was like, I just was like dying inside. I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. Um, Ugh, one of the best lines too. I can't say it because it'll spoil it, but we'll talk about it after we. Okay, hit sounds good. We turn it off. <laughs> um, but did you have any other note? One note that I had: Hans Zimmer did the music for this, and I freaking. Oh, he lo- did. Yes, you made a comment about the music. I did. Yeah, and the I was score like, was because it's phenomenal. Hans Zimmer, and Hans Zimmer is the man. Yeah, Hans Zimmer is the man. He really is. I just felt like the score was. So the movie is heavy. We already said that. It's intense. And I feel like the score matched that perfectly. Yeah. But also like inspirational. Yeah. Like I was almost like picturing myself just like, what if I just listened to the score and not watch the movie? I feel like I would just be so inspired to like. <laughs> be a better I, version of yourself or something. Like, yeah. Or like. Or learn how to shoot a bow and arrow. That's what yes. I thought. Remember, remember how I'm really bad at that and how we got really into archery during the 2012 Summer Olympics. <laughs> I was thinking about yes. that as we were watching one of the battles. Hunger Games like, may or may not have influenced that. <laughs> we like um, when I was watching the movie, I was like, "Man, I'm bad at shooting a bow and arrow." Like they're like so good at it, and I was like, "My brain just cannot figure out 
where my hands are supposed to go and when to release. I don't know. It's hard. I can't either. But when we lived together, it was during the 2012 Summer Olympics. Oh, yeah. And we were so into that. We got super into archery. Oh, yeah. I was like, I am really into this. Like, I was like, are we putting on the calendar when this is airing so that I don't miss it? Because I was like, I have to know. I think we did. I think USA Women won gold that year. I think they did. It was awesome. Um, speaking of speaking of Hunger Games, since I just brought it up, I really was convinced that like Samurai Village was like the outdoor 1800s Asian version of the District training 12. center. Oh, training center. Because <laughs> they showed him like one guy was like riding horses and shooting arrows. And then another guy was like fighting with a stick. And I was like, they're training for the Hunger Games. Oh my gosh, anyway. this is it. They're District 12. They are District 12. Yeah. Samurai Village out there. Just very good analogy. I know. Um, did you have any other notes you wrote down that you'd like to talk about that don't spoil the ending? <laughs> um, I I wrote a lot of notes. M- many of them may not make sense. But uh, I, I don't think I fully understood the, like, the snow leopard thing. What was this? What is so, the like, snow leopard? I didn't even see this. Ka- Kaz... Katsumoto, yeah, like had a dream. Do you remember at the very beginning he had like a dream about? He's white. Mate, what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because Nate, because Nate is white. Yes, maybe. But do you remember he had? They like showed a snow leopard yeah, in his dream, but also and then there... later the flag was waving, and like Katsumoto was like, "Oh, leopard." But is was there a snow leopard on the flag that yeah. he was waving? Yeah. I think it was like a connection between. Nathan, Nate, oh. and the snow leopard. So may- maybe that's why he didn't end up killing him. Uh, that might be. Because maybe he had a vision. Yes. Yeah. Ooh, we really just unpacked a lot I right so. there. Yeah. Good. Might- and I also wonder if that has to do with the poem that Katsumoto was writing. Oh. I don't think he mentioned snow leopards in the I don't poem, think he did. It was a lot about cherry blossoms. It was a lot about cherry blossoms. <laughs> explain um, the cherry blossoms snow anyway i just wrote snow leopard question mark because i didn't know i don't even know if that's a snow leopard but it was like a white tiger so i just assume <laughs> maybe it was a white tiger it was a white tiger <laughs> oh maybe it was a white tiger not a snow leopard i don't know i honestly don't remember because i didn't remember that part anyway. i love that your notes are really deep mine was like i love when actors have to act like they act poorly <laughs> like at the beginning when he like he has to go out in front of this crowd and he's like just, he's basically like reliving the battle of little bighorn Mm -hmm. and he's like ladies and gentlemen like it's tom cruise acting like he can't act and i always think that's hilarious when actors have to do that when you have to like act like you can't act i was like that's like inception for acting it's a lot wow and within an act and then the other thing at the beginning his commanding officer he really didn't like the commanding officer Mm -mm. and he basically like the japanese army is like we'll pay you four hundred dollars a month to come train our people which i was like four hundred dollars a month they they made that sound like it was millions of dollars which it would have been back then but it was just kind of funny and he was like um he's like i'll only do it if it's five hundred dollars a month like he's like trying to push back because he knows they won't pay it he doesn't want to do it Mm -hmm. and his commanding officer goes after him president from scandal goes after him and um he turns around there was a lot of really good lines in this movie yeah and he said i'll kill anyone you want for five hundred dollars a month but I want you to keep one thing in mind. I'd gladly kill you for free. Oof. And it was like, Oof. I'd gladly kill you for free. He hates that guy. That was a great line. Yeah. Did you recognize the little goofy British guy? What else has he been in? Uh. Uh. I know I've seen him in something, but I can't remember. 
Alice in Wonderland? No, but close. Enchanted. Who was he? He's like the the British goofy guy in Enchanted. <laughs> He's played the same guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know who I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The British goofy guy. He plays like the, the human version of the animated. It's been a while since I've seen Enchanted. Yeah, it has been a while for me, too. Yeah. I wasn't sure where his accent was from, honestly. It sounded British slash Scottish slash. Oh, yeah. Ing- well, that's kind like of all this, the UK, Irish, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was just funny. Um, I thought this was really interesting and it plays into the end of the movie and I, this may or may not give it away, but they say, cause I was, obviously we were trying to figure out samurai culture and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he, there was a line that says the samurai sword is his soul. Yeah. And without giving anything away, <laughs> that is a big deal. But I was like, that's interesting. Oh, yeah, Do you know what I'm saying? End, yeah. yeah. Um, Aww. also there's a scene where Tom Cruise is eating an apple He's like cutting it up and eating it as he's talking. Mm-hmm. He also does that in A Few Good Men. Oh. And I thought that was interesting. That like, is what interesting. are the odds? I don't remember the apple scene for some reason. Um, I don't know. I, re- I, I wrote it down because it's also in A Few Good Men, which is yeah. like my favorite movie. Um, obviously, the Mulan reference that we both held oh in our gosh, minds. That was fantastic. Um, I just, I think, so like I know that you say you like chose me for this movie because I enjoy other cultures I think I was really reminded of that like when I forget like what was happening I think maybe Nate had just gotten to Japan or something but they were looking at oh he was looking at art pieces of art oh yeah of like samurai and I just was like man like Japanese art is so stunning and elegant and like I don't know like delicate anyway it was just like those pictures were just beautiful. I'm going to show me. up at your house next and you're going to have like a whole room yes, dedicated I to know. Japanese art. Aren't you? Yeah, I may or may not. We'll see. Um, I still have not been to Japan. I'd like to go one day. Um. Okay. So any other notes here as you're perusing that you'd care to share? Because if not, I'm going to move on to my trivia. Um. I did not notice a single chair in the Samurai Village. Oh, yeah. Because that's <laughs> a thing, right? That's I like, think that's a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Interesting. It's weird that you picked up on that. I did think, man, that's uncomfortable sleeping on the floor. Yeah. I did think that. And sitting on the floor when you're writing at your desk and sitting on the floor when you're eating a meal. That's how I spent the first three weeks in this condo. <laughs> you're like part <laughs> Japanese. You are samurai. I am a samurai, you guys. <laughs> Where's my sword? Okay, so here's some trivia. Okay. You ready for this? Got just a, just a few little facts here. Let's do it. The swordsmith in the village, so they do show the sword, the swordsmith making the swords a lot. It's yep. like a huge part of like him walking around, like the 45 minutes when he's in the village, all that stuff. So the swordsmith in the village is a real swordsmith. Hmm. Um, and his name is Shoji. I'm going to butcher this. Shoji Yoshihara. It sounded good. Brother to Yoshihara Yoshendo. Oh, him. Okay. Yeah, you know. I don't know. <laughs> They brought it like we were supposed to know. That's cool that they brought in a real... Did he fight in the French-Indian War? Probably. <laughs> Gosh. Shoji is a Mukanza-level master swordsmith, one of the highest rankings in Japan. Wow. So he's like a big deal, and he was actually making swords. Aww. It's pretty cool. That's really cool. Um, This not only marks the first time Ken Watanabe starred in an American-made movie, but it is also the first time he spoke English in a movie. Really? Yeah. He's had a long career in American cinema yeah. after this movie, but this was the first one that he was in. Interesting. Um, 
Tom Cruise spent almost two years in preparation for this movie, including swordplay, um, instruction, and Japanese language lessons. Mm-hmm. So it took Tom Cruise two years. It took Nate six months. Yeah, so. so. Let's say who's the better person. <laughs> um, okay, Tom Cruise. Oh, this is good. Tom Cruise narrowly escaped potentially fatal injuries after a sword was swung within one inch of his neck while filming. He and his co-star, Hiroyuku Sanada, not like the car, um, was <laughs> acting out, uh, they were acting out a sword fight scene when the incident happened. Um, Hiroyuki swung a sword at Tom Cruise, who was on an off-camera mechanical horse at the time, but the machine reportedly malfunctioned and failed to duck at the right moment. Oh, my word. Um, Hiroyuki stopped the blade just one inch from <gasps> his neck. He could have just lopped it right off that's insane and the, are those real swords they're using you think um they're probably dulled like yeah. i don't think they're i mean but like it still would have been painful <laughs> i know that like um because i'm a nerd and i know everything about jennifer garner in a, such a weird <laughs> way but when she shot electra they used real katana swords and like she did did a stunt wrong and it busted like the knife like cut through all of her knuckles mm. like she it so i do think there's a part like i'm it's probably not the sharpest knife in the world sword sure. in the world but like it's still yeah um, I think I told you the movie made more money in Japan than it did in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Which um, is kind of cool. Yeah. This is my favorite fact from the movie. Um, this movie marks the 100th score for Hans Zimmer. Aww. So he scored 100 movies in up to 2003. Think about how many wow. he's scored since then. Seriously. The man is 100? nonstop. <laughs> nonstop. We were just watching a lot of Hamilton. Why do you write scores like you're running out of time? <laughs> Sign her up. Why isn't she in the show? Come on. Um, Lynn. So this is, um, oh, I think I told you they filmed it in Japan, which I think they filmed some Mm -hmm. scenes in Japan, but it says filming took place in New Zealand, mostly in the Taranaki region with Japanese cast members and an American production crew. Um, Several of the village scenes were actually shot on the Warner Brothers back lot in Burbank, California. (laughs) Nice. Well, that's disappointing. Probably all the indoor yeah, I would assume the indoor. <laughs> they built a mountain in the. Um, I can CGI anything, I guess. This is was, it was beautiful. Ugh, it really was. There was a couple scenes where I was like, "That's bad CGI." Yeah, like, you could kind of tell. Um, Tom Cruise took no upfront salary for this movie, so he just was like, he'll probably negotiated a percentage of the. Yeah, like, but that's really uncommon um, to do that. Does I think, it say why he did that? No, I think uh, I would assume he. I feel like when you're an actor like Tom Cruise who has all the money in the world and you just, you want to do the movies that you want to do and that maybe like this production couldn't afford Tom Cruise. And he was like, no, I'd rather just do it. Yeah. And you can give me whatever you make on the back end, like a percentage of what you make on the back end. But I don't want, I don't want any upfront salary, which Which is is crazy when you think he gave two years preparing for it. Yeah. And the fact that it costs 140 million to make it. Yeah. And that's not paying him. Yeah. Well, you what's all those battle scenes. My gosh. I know. Um, Over 500 Japanese extras trained for 10 days at the Clifton Rugby Grounds in New Plymouth, New Zealand for the climactic battle scenes. Mm, (laughs) I believe it. I know. It's intense. I was thinking during those scenes, I was like, how do you film this? Yeah. And so many people coordinating all the timing. Oh, it was crazy. Well, and there's like, 
like usually like with battle stuff like that like they cheat it and they never really show like a big wide shot like mm-hmm. it's always like these up close and then there's like people in the background that are like just like moving and fighting but like they're always like focused on like one person you know like getting stabbed or punching somebody you know like whatever um but they did a wide sweeping shot of the whole battlefield mm-hmm. and it was like it was uh, like i i am not a person who likes war movies i don't like war movies yeah I um i have a very hard time especially with like did you see 1917 no i that for some reason world war one movies just i can't do it hmm. because it was so horrific yeah and i literally like 1917 so good like i can like objectively be like that is a great movie what they technically what they were able to achieve was Mm -hmm. amazing all this stuff i cannot shake i sit there the whole time and i'm like people lived through this yeah like it's not even the people that died it's the people who lived and came back home yeah and i'm like how did they live the rest of their life with this information like this experience yeah and i'm like i was like way before like post-traumatic yeah stuff like, was like gosh like yeah. that's just and like th- so that but that stuff is just like it just sits with me and i don't like it um it's mm-hmm. depressing to me um obviously and um so i think like because i'm not like a connoisseur of war movies i don't watch that many of them mm-hmm. um I can't remember. There are certain like TV shows or things like that that do kind of like wider shots. But that was like, I remember thinking, whoa, that was weird. Like when they cut and showed like everybody fighting and just how it just looked like mass chaos. It was like little insects. Like, yeah, that's what I thought of. Do you think that was CGI? Do you think that was real? What's it? 500 extras? Yeah, I guess that's real then. So I think it was, I think it was pretty real. It was pretty crazy. Um, so yeah, that was like I was like, wow, they did a good job of like showing the chaos of that battle mm-hmm. and like oh, so chaotic. And just like the disorderliness of it. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like mm-hmm. um because I think that's the thing too, like they've set up that final battle and like it reminded me a lot of like the revolutionary war and how you hear about that and how like the British were like in their red coats and like stood out like, you know, mm-hmm. a sore thumb mm-hmm. and they were very regimented and marched in lines and they had their like thing. And that was the Imperial army and it, the samurais like basically subvert that by not falling into the same routine and regiment that they would have learned in the army, which is what the revolutionaries did in, you know, the United States to gain freedom Mm -hmm. where they just like, we're like, we're not going by your standards and we're just going to like, you know, mess you up basically. Um, but so they do, they really key in on that, like Mm -hmm. the gun and the marching and how they look and everything. And so then to cut back in contrast of that shot and just have it be like a hot mess. It's like, like, well, war is messy. War is so messy. You know what I mean? And ugly. It's so bad. And so I think like they did a good job of like showcasing that. I Mm -hmm. think, um, then the last little bit of trivia, the final battle takes place on May 26th. And diehard fans, which I did not know existed for this movie, um, and extras watch the movie on May 26th every year. So huh. if I was a good, okay. if I was an, if, if I was good at my job doing this <laughs> podcast, we Come would, on. we would have watched this on May 26th. 
Um, however, it is July 7th. <laughs> we have missed the boat. It's, uh, it's close. Um, but I thought that was interesting. And I also thought it was interesting that there are diehard fans of this movie. Yeah. I didn't know there were diehard fans but of this movie. I've not. I've yet to Sam meet Ryan's. one. Sam Ryan's. Sam Ryan's. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think overall, like I... This is a, this is a Tom Cruise movie that I feel like I've I've been like a little bit embarrassed to be like you haven't seen the last mm-hmm. Samurai and mm-hmm. I was like I know I don't know I was like a sophomore in high school like when it came out um, and it was just one that I never really got around to and like I said I'm not big into war movies so it's like yeah. it's never at the top of my list like I'm never sitting at home being like what do I want to watch and I'm like oh movie mm-hmm. <laughs> um and then even like this one when you pull it up you're like two and a half hours i'm like good lord i'm like i don't have time for that no we had to make time yes but i'm glad I'm that glad we, we did because it is really really good um and i'm glad that you were the one that shared it with me yes i'm so glad as well yeah i'm glad that i i got to see it again i feel like this is the first time because the first time i do not remember at all did but any I, of this come back to you? So the cute kid. <laughs> really? That's what did I you? I was end? like, oh, I remember him. Um, <laughs> I'm glad that I'm getting to watch it with the intention of knowing like, hey, we're going to be talking about it afterwards. Yeah. Because I feel like. You pay, you pay attention. You pay. I pay. I paid way more attention to this. And maybe mm. that's what happened the first time. Maybe I just got. Maybe I was like, I don't know, like bored with the whole uh 45 minutes of samurai village <laughs> 45 minutes and then i'm like samurai. whoa there's fighting again like i don't know like for maybe the storyline for some reason didn't catch me the first time but um yeah i was really glad to watch it again i'm really glad yeah i think i'm glad that i was like not forced to watch it again but you have to i was peeling her eyeball like her eyelids back watch I know. the movie but um no, you were excited. I think I was excited. Yeah. I am excited. I think like for me, it was interesting. Like, I think there's so many things you can take away from it too. And I think like what they, um, specifically like the Japanese culture, um, of the time mm-hmm. and like the samurai culture, um, in general is the whole idea of like honor, respect, discipline. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that's, it's something to be revered. Um, like you can look at that and you can, you, I'm like, wow, I don't have that in my life. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not a very like disciplined person. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I am in things that like I have to be, but, um, but it's like a choice for them. Do you know what I mean? Like they've signed up for this. Like this is the life that they ascribe to and it's, and it's with the purpose to serve. Mm -hmm. And I was like, and I think that's, what's really interesting. So this is, it's based on a true story that, um, the samurai really did end at this battle. Oh. There were battles for, I did not know that. Yeah. So the, the it's not like a hundred percent historically accurate, right. but there is the, this did happen. Huh. Um, Tom Cruise wasn't there. Um, but, uh, wait, what? Wait, what? Um, there was another guy I told you about that. He was French. So yeah. it was based on that guy. Yeah. Um, but, uh, there was a battle and that was the last of the samurai. Like they don't exist anymore, obviously. Hmm. Um, and that is how they, that's how it ended. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. And like the title of the movie is like samurai is plural. It's not one person. Yeah. Um, and so you kind of get that at the end of it. Um, and I think it was like a really, um, it was an interesting like commentary on people who like 
like they devoted their lives to protecting their country Mm -hmm. and serving the emperor Mm -hmm. and then they turned their backs on him yeah and they ended up having to fight to preserve their honor right um and it's interesting is interesting like how it's just an interesting commentary like when you devote your your life to serving somebody else and then they turn your back you know they turn their back on you yeah because um, we talked about that, like Katsumoto shows up to that council and the emperor basically is like, mm-hmm. he doesn't say anything. Yeah. And like to think like you've trained your whole life. He's probably what, his 40s, 50s. Mm-hmm. His whole adult life, he's like, he's, you know, sacrificed and given to serving the emperor. Yeah. And then like what a blow that would be, you know. Yeah, for sure. Um, and to still handle it with the grace and respect and that he did, I think is interesting yeah we don't see that a lot these days we don't i know i again i've never been to japan but just from different people that i know who have been and who know who who know people there like i think the honor like honor shame culture is really a big deal there still to yeah. this day just the whole like yeah i need to bring honor to my family yeah like, this is something that i really need to do and i don't know if that stems from you know the samurai way or anything like that but. it is interesting though because i do think cultures like have like there are things ingrained in culture. Yeah. Like Americans by nature are rebellious. Yeah. Because that is how our country started. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. And that's I think, a really good point. Yeah. Like I think that it, we want to be autonomous. Yeah. Yeah. Like there is like you, you can't deny that that's like mm-hmm. ingrained in the culture. And so I think that, yeah, there's obviously going to be parts of that that are because it's passed down from generation to generation. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And you're taught it in your history and, um i i do think that that's a fascinating like you know like the samurai don't exist anymore Mm -hmm. in japanese culture but i do think that that the things that they stood for are do still permeate the culture even today yeah um and it's weird too because we were talking about that we're like you know um we're talking about like tokyo being so small in the movie (laughs) and you're like it was 1876 but like it's really not that long ago like you think about that like it's you know what four generations Mm -hmm. three four generations back yeah um and so you think about that like like of course those things would still be part of the culture you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like and Mm -hmm. i think culture shifts and you know things change but um i do still think there's like those foundational like cultural things that do get passed down Mm -hmm. um I think that's something that I like when I look at the like Japanese culture, like that is something that I admire that Mm -hmm. they are very disciplined. And um, I think there's a lot of that lacking in, you know, American culture. Yeah. And simplistic and minimalistic, but in a good way. Yeah. Like I made the connection. I don't know if this is far reaching or not, but just the whole, like, if I'm not useful to you, like, how you worded it earlier what they said in the yeah. movie like then basically he's like, like just kill give me. me permission yeah. yeah kill me or give me permission to end my life or something yeah. like that but that made me think of like their physical possessions as well like yeah, their like, houses were just so like i love japanese doors by the way oh they're brilliant <laughs> um i like want some for my house but like there's like there's like no clutter there's no it's just very open very clean very like you don't need no chairs just sit on the thing and use a little table no, that's like what it's they just sound like and that's exactly what they sound like <laughs> girl you don't even know chairs but I, like i just i it made the connection of like that's how they they're they want it, their lives to be yeah so they want their possessions to be if this physical item doesn't serve a purpose get rid, get of, rid of, it. of it yeah <laughs> kind of like your life it's true yeah sort of. like it's like i think the um 
But no, I think that's a brilliant connection because it's absolutely true. Mm -hmm. Even things that serve a purpose like chairs don't get places in the house. It's like, exactly. it's like, but you could just sit on the floor. Like there's an alternative that doesn't require something. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I totally agree. I think it's fascinating. I think it's um, an interesting, this movie is an interesting um, movie in Tom Cruise's timeline of movies um, because this was like, pre the crazy Scientology Katie Holmes craziness Mm -hmm. and so um and the fact that he was like nominated for a Golden Globe for this like Tom Cruise has a lot of movies in his arsenal um not a lot of them have been up for awards um and then the movie that came out right after this was Collateral did you ever see that he played the bad he plays the bad guy in Collateral I think I've, he has I gray hair in it. It's like white. Oh yeah. yeah. Have you I seen remember, Jamie Foxx is in mm-hmm, it? Yep. It's actually really good. I'm excited to watch it on the podcast. Um, but, uh, he just had an interesting string of movies there in the early two thousands before it was really between mission impossible two and mission impossible three. There's like six years there, um, where I feel like he did a lot of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and, so I think it's this, I think fell at an interesting time in his, and I th- don't think people like, you don't think Tom Cruise and go last samurai. Mm-hmm. Like you think Top Gun, yeah. you know, like mission uh, impossible. Mission impossible yeah. Like, um, but I do think this is probably one of his better movies as far as like quality and like yeah, his acting absolutely. and just like different for him. Yeah. Just but still depth. like, but still pieces of like action Tom Cruise, oh, but yeah, not, but sure. not in a showy way. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i feel like a lot of like his action stuff especially mission impossible because that's what it's all about the big stunts and it's all like look at tom cruise mm-hmm. doing <laughs> this he's crazy like that's the whole point mm-hmm. um in this it's like it's necessary because of the story right but it's not showy yeah and yeah. you can tell it's him like he's mm-hmm. doing it mm-hmm. but it's not like look at tom cruise he's doing that right you yeah. know what i mean like it's because pri- everyone else is too no, yeah sorry. But it yeah. feels very grounded in the character yeah. and not like it doesn't feel like it's Tom Cruise in the movie. Yeah. Like it feels like the character. Yeah. Um, I do still think he has long hair so that when it's slow-mo, his hair can just whip in the wind. I still ascribe to that. I, yeah, I was digging the facial hair and long hair. He can pull movie. it off. He's got he great totally hair. Pull it off. Yeah. I think I've said this in multiple episodes of the podcast, but he has great <laughs> hair. I think his best hair moments were like after he fought it would oh, be like yeah. all messy in his face. And I'm like, his hair looks really good right now. I'm like Tom Cruise, you were rocking that look right now. <laughs> like the post battle, like shagginess, <laughs> you're rocking it. Um, but yeah, no, it was like, I, yeah, I think there was a lot to appreciate. And I think like it is two and a half hours. So there's a lot to dig out of this movie. Yeah, for sure. You know, like you could, I think feel like we could talk about it. Oh forever. my gosh. I feel like we barely scratched the surface. I know. Go watch it, people. Go watch it. You, you won't it. regret it. Just set aside two and a half hours and then you'll be good. Yes. And drink some um, sake. I'd, and drink some sake. That's right. Make our cocktail. It actually was really good. Was I was really nervous good. about this one and I was surprised at how much I liked it. Uh, mostly because I'm not a fan of cherry flavored stuff, but mm. I was like, we got to go cherry, cherry blossoms, you know, the sake. Like I was like trying to do the whole like thing. And I do think the pomegranate juice helped. It did. Yep. So definitely we'll Give put the pop. recipe up for that. But I do think that Hans Zimmer should play us out. Okay. Some of the quality Hans Zimmer scores. I think we'll just, you know, 